I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Coming up today, I've got an electronic artist from Brazil. Her name is Ana, and she often performs as DJ Ana, spinning and creating hard techno. But in the last couple of years, she took a turn, partly informed by COVID and partly by Alpha Waves, and created the album Intentions. Her father was a DJ in Brazil, and Ana has been in clubs since she was a child. He got her into being a DJ. It was a suggestion of my father, actually, because I was complaining about the DJs. It was being very repetitive. And then he thought, why don't you go there and try to do it yourself? We said, okay. <laughs> That's Anna. I've got her ahead. Do you have the Echoes app yet? It's free. And it's not only the best way to hear the Echoes podcast, but it's the best way to hear Echoes Online, our streaming subscription service where you can hear Echoes programs on demand 24-7. That way you can also enter the chilled Echoes mood whenever you want. There's also exclusive online-only streams and Echoes shows without the talking, just the music. Just get the free Echoes app on your cell phone and you can take Echoes with you pretty much anywhere you can get a signal. Go to echoes.org to find out more about Echoes online and download the Echoes app at your usual app stores. Once again, that's echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G. Echoes is everywhere. And now, tune up your alpha ways with Anna. Anna is a Brazilian techno DJ famous for high-profile sets at clubs and festivals around Europe, as well as remixes for artists like Orbital and Depeche Mode. She became so well-known that John Hopkins, East Forest, and La Raji contributed to her new album, Intentions. It's a collection of gentle, soothing, ambient tunes in stark contrast to the dance floor bangers that made her reputation. Ana Lydia Flores grew up in Amparo, Brazil, a small town outside of Sao Paulo. It's an unlikely starting place for a woman who is now an internationally famous DJ, spinning tunes at major clubs and festivals around the world. Or perhaps it wasn't so unlikely after all, DJing was actually the family business. Yes, my father was a DJ and he had a club for many, many years when I was a teenager and, and a child. And I am in this environment of music clubs since I am pretty, pretty young. It was a case of like father, like daughter. Yes, when I started, um, it was a suggestion of my father actually, because I was complaining about the DJs and it was being very repetitive. And then he thought, why don't you go there and try to do it yourself? We said, okay. <laughs> and one week I have my playlist done. I was playing for 1,500 people, but it was pretty much changing volumes. I was not like having a developed mixing techniques or anything like that. For two years, I've played much of like Brazilian music, all kinds of Brazilian music. Yeah, 
it would have been easy to get lost in the current pop hits of the day, but luckily her father had unusually diverse taste in music. He used to play everything from super, super commercial to Loja Garnier, Todd Terry, New Order. So he used to play everything at the club and every other week we used to go to Sao Paulo together to buy vinyls. We spent hours and hours in these stores listening to all kinds of vinyls and so I got in contact with that music also. At that time I was 11, 10 years old. And my father used to bring all these different kinds of music, like he, he is like a visionary I would say. The club had like six different kinds of floors, different six ambience, let's say. And one of them, they used to call it techno, but it was all kinds of electronic music. It was drum, bass, house, techno, uh, commercial music, but you know, electronic. says electronic music was not even really happening in Brazil back then. Brazil at that time there was zero electronic music. You couldn't find that easily as it is nowadays then. For him to be like the audacity of putting that music that people didn't understand at all at that time, I said, oh, I have to thank him right now because I didn't realize until recently what he was doing at that time. Anna fell in love with the electronic dance music she heard at the club and honed her DJ skills, creating mixes in that style. At first on the industry standard Pioneer CDJ controllers and then even going retro and spinning vinyl. That's when I went deeper into the mixing and playing with vinyl. Then I, I, I switched it to vinyls and I was practicing because I had equipment at home because of the, the club, so I could practice. And I was playing like 10 hours a day in my house and learning how to properly mix, and I just played with vinyls for 12 years, and then I made the switch to digital because vinyls in Brazil got pretty expensive because of the, the taxes. Her popularity as a DJ grew, eventually leading to high-profile sets at festivals around the world and even releasing remixes and collaborations with major acts in the EDM scene like Orbital and Kitten. She moved from Brazil to Lisbon to make it easier to perform in Europe. We're speaking to her on the Riverside app from her current home in Lisbon where, despite some struggles with the internet connection, she describes the next step in her career. I never released a techno album, just many EPs, many singles, but never an album. Her singles, which she began releasing about 10 years ago, were pure, stripped-down, thumping techno beats. And then when I come up with my first album, it was an ambient music completely different from everything that has been done and that I know for. Making an album of serene ambient music was not the original plan for this artist who, now in her late 30s, had been spinning and creating upbeat techno since she was 14 years old. I was always super into energy, and but I never went deeper into it. The only thing that I was focused on, it was my career since I was 14. If I was not practicing or playing, I was thinking of it, so I never put any thought on like, 
inner exploration, your self-realization, stuff like this. So 2017, I went to this training that they teach you how to have a big performance brain, how to boost your brain with alpha waves. What happens is that when you are mainly into alpha waves in your brain, predominantly, you are in a flow state, let's say. You know, you're doing your best music, you're playing your best sport, you are connected with everything. started as an exercise to maximize performance ended up having a profound effect on her worldview. It became more than just a search for efficiency and excellence. And what I wanted there with this training, I want to make better music, be more successful, be more recognition from people outside, you know, more, you know, to be more successful. But I don't know what happened there. I was feeling so much love and I was forgiving and I was, you know, inviting the love frequency into my field that I left that place uh, completely changed. It was like the water to wine. It was a super turning point for me. And uh, it didn't matter anymore if I was successful, if I was gonna play in certain festivals, what I was gonna do. I didn't need those external things anymore. But this was the turning point. I, something happened in that place. I released a lot of energy. I worked a lot with like brain and heart coherence and everything changed. Like most people in 2020, especially musicians, Anna's life was pretty much stopped cold by the pandemic. In the pandemic, in 2020, 2021, I stopped uh, pretty much travel. And it was when this happened because I had a time to completely uh, hear myself and understand what I wanted to express because I was mainly in automatic mode. Going to the studio and doing the music that I was gonna play and everything was going super well, so I'm gonna do the next one and sign in the next label. And But then I, I could stop and I, what do I want now? If I don't have anything else and nobody to hear my music, what do I want? And it was ambient music and it was intentions and it was everything around connection with me and discover this place inside myself that completely fulfills me. 
These experiments looking inward turned into the album Intentions, featuring her original ambient compositions, aided by a few noteworthy collaborators. And Joe Hopkins came on board, this Forrest came on board, Laraji came on board, and I, I just couldn't believe because I didn't have any intention of releasing this, this, sharing this music with the world. It was mainly for myself. And then the opportunity came, the synchronicities happened, and left. we have this album. John Hopkins, known for his work with Brian Eno and Coldplay, had a profound influence. I've collaborated with John twice before that, and he asked me to remix uh, one track of his album, Singularity. That is the main track called Singularity. And it was such a turning point to my career, and it was a really good remix for him too. It was a success, everyone knows that track. So we developed a nice relationship, he became my friend, and I invited him to remix uh, one of the tracks of the album. She said, okay, I'm gonna remix one of the tracks, but I really want to remix the Laraj one. He was, he's a fan of Laraj, and he made the piano version of that track, and I love it. <laughs> Some of Anna's compositions sound like classic New Age music from the 1980s, but she says she wasn't referencing that scene. It was not inspired by anything like that. Uh, it was just what I was feeling at the moment. The invitation, for example, is to help me with stillness. It's an invitation to have a pause in your day and connect and be with yourself. So I was aiming for stillness in that. So that's why it's just drones. tune, Ine, sounds like it could be referencing the minimalist music of Steve Reich or Philip Glass, but Anna had an even more contemporary inspiration, Icelandic composer Olafur Arnolds. I worked a lot with these arpeggios. I like to work with arpeggios, so I used the piano for that, and I was inspired a little bit on that one by Olafur. I love his music. Ine is uh, reciprocity and living in harmony with everything around you. So I was uh, activating those things myself and testing some sounds. 
So I like a lot of Bridget, especially with, with piano, uh, that gives the filial uh, happiness and lightness. I think Olafur was my main inspiration for that. continues to do EDM remixes. She has recently worked on tracks by Olafur Arnolds, Depeche Mode, and others. But she insists that her ambient side will continue. Let's see where it goes. Right now I'm doing both and I have no plans to stop doing ambient music. Because it is a music that I do for myself, now I share with you a word, but mainly it is for my own enjoyment. And it is a way that I crave this kind of music and yeah, not no stopping. <laughs> Anna's latest solo album is Intentions. It's released on the prestigious imprint Mercury KX. Our feature with Anna was written and produced by Jeff Town. I will have a link to Anna's intentions in the posting for this podcast. That posting will also include a playlist of her feature. It's at echoes.org. Next week in the Echoes 2 podcast, I've got Lady Tron. We'll hear their extended interview that we had a little while back. It's really fascinating. And remember, you can make a donation to Echoes and the Echoes podcast at echoes.org. Just hit the support tab at echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G. I'm John DiLibretto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.